0: I don't know. Are you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf-herder? It is midnight in Cozy Corner and in the galaxy far, far away. Pour yourself a cup of Jawa juice, put your feet up and get ready to howl at the twin sons of Tatooine. It is time for the Late Night Fright, right here on WKFF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the Mandalorian. It is time for the late night fright with Dan and Faith, right here on WKMF, cozy on our public radio. I'm done with that Star Wars crap, and I'm done with you. Damn, Harrison.
1: Welcome all of you nerf herders to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan and with me as always is my very wookie co-host Faith. Say hi Faith. Hi Faith. The force is strong with you Faith. It is. I can tell. You're giving (laughs) off that vibe today. I know. Well, what are we talking about Faith?
2: The Mandalorian
1: of course. The Mandalorian Chapter 3. The Sin. Mm -hmm. But before we talk about The Mandalorian, I just want to say that this past week, Faith and I had the good fortune and privilege to see... The Baton Rouge Symphony Orchestra, they did a sci-fi night here in town. And they did some of our favorites, like the 2001 theme. They did selections from Apollo 13, Mars and Jupiter uh, from the Planets by Holst. But, Faith, what did they end that show with? What was the last half of that show?
2: Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. We got
1: to hear the Star Wars music performed live by a symphony orchestra, and I just want to say, if you've never had the opportunity to see a full symphony perform John Williams' Star Wars music, or any John Williams music, or any music in general, <laughs> please take the opportunity at your earliest convenience to do so. What did you think of that? Because this was your first time seeing a yes. symphony orchestra. So let me go to the symphony orchestra part of it. What did you think of seeing the symphony orchestra?
2: It was amazing. So, love, so many colors, right? Yeah, I love all of those instruments, and it was just so wonderful. Being so close and hearing them in person, yes, it's awesome.
1: And what did you think of hearing Star Wars live? Did it uh, meet your expectations?
2: Yes, it was so cool.
1: It was beautiful, wasn't <laughs> it, was it? Amazing. It transported me back to the first time I saw it at the Bon Marche Theater in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was four years old, and uh, life changed. You know, and uh, <laughs> it took me back to that that moment when I heard that music for the first time. And this is uh, that, yeah, that was that was your first time
2: hearing john williams music. first life. time
1: hearing john williams live yeah yeah and yeah i noticed the
2: smile on your face when it came. absolutely
1: <laughs> absolutely i mean that music's been, a, been the soundtrack to my life for yeah. for my entire life so yeah. unreal that was good let's get into this faith the mandalorian should we start with a short plot synopsis sure cue the music Mysterious, right? Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian delivers the child to the client, whom he unsuccessfully questions about the plans for the child. The client then rewards him with more Beskar steel, which he uses to fully upgrade his armor. He then returns to grief Karga for his next bounty. However, he begins to have second thoughts and returns to the client's hideout. While scouting the area, he eavesdrops on a conversation between the client and Dr. Pershing and learns they intend to kill and dissect the child. The Mandalorian infiltrates the hideout and rescues the child. In the process, the child's bounty reopens and he is attacked by Karga and the other bounty hunters in the town, but is rescued by his fellow Mandalorians. Eventually, he escapes the planet with the child. Mysterious. Faith. What did you think of Chapter 3, The Sin? This was directed by Deborah Chow. She is the first woman to helm a live-action Star Wars project. I think she did a fine job here. I hope she Mm -hmm. works on more. This was written by John Favreau. Of course, he is the creator, executive producer, and showrunner on this. And he is, of course, the architect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with 2008's Iron Man. So what did you think of Chapter 3, The Sin?
2: (laughs) Just like the first two episodes, I or three, excuse me, are we three or four? Is? This is the third episode. Okay, why do I keep? So why previous does it feel two episodes, like, I feel like I've watched a whole bunch of them. Right. That's how good this is. That's how good it is. <laughs> I loved this episode. I don't want them to end while I'm watching them.
1: Yes, this episode it clocked in at 37 minutes. Is a very brisk 37 minutes. All of them have been very brisk. I am really waiting for them to be available where we can just binge them all as I know. one as one continuous uh, piece. What do you think so far of where we're, where we're at in this story? Um, he goes back for the child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We talked about that last week, whether or not he was going to have uh, this kind of uh, you know, opening of his heart, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine said, you know, he's a, he's not a hero. He's an anti hero. And I get that. I think he's actually turning out to be a hero because he, he's, he went back to get the child. What do you think?
2: I get the hero vibes from him. I think that's kind of where that's going. At least that's what I feel.
1: (laughs) That's what I feel, too, at this juncture. Right. At this juncture in time. Do you have any idea where this might be going? Because I have no idea what they're going to do with uh, Baby Yo-Yo, as they say. I
2: really don't know. Didn't you mention that they're going to kind of go to like Yoda's planet and kind of discover that species
1: i don't know that they're going to the planet as much as they're going to explore who what the species is uh but you know faith we live in interesting times you know there's uh, a lot of violence out there there's uh, an impeachment inquiry going on right now there's a all kinds of strange stuff going on in the world jeffrey epstein uh quote unquote committed suicide (laughs) um (laughs) one of the royal families had to step back from his duties because of this you know world there's a lot of turmoil in the world there always is but if doesn't it feel like there's more so than usual right now yes kind of the psychic turbulence is is very dark and yes what i didn't know is we needed something to unite us and i think baby (laughs) yo-yo is the thing that we can all get behind because how cute is this thing
2: it's like the cutest thing i've ever seen and i want it for christmas
1: Yes, me too. <laughs> be careful. It might be uh, might be on your uh, Christmas, in your Christmas stocking from me. Uh, this episode, what I liked about this episode, and you said this before we went on the air, and I want you to say this again for the listeners to hear. What does this feel like, finally?
2: Star Wars.
1: <laughs> what feels like Star Wars about it?
2: That there's a lot of men in it. <laughs>
1: You said we haven't gotten to Gina Carano yet, and she's playing a character named Cara Dune, who was a former rebel uh, trooper. I was crossing my fingers just because I want to see what what they do with her and and, and how, you know, what her part is in this. And I like Gina Carano a lot and she hasn't popped up yet. And I'm not going to lie when this ended. And it's so awesome. This episode is so (laughs) awesome. I kind of snapped my fingers and went. Damn, where is she? Maybe next episode, but I've been saying that a lot. So she might show up at the very end or never... Maybe they film season 2 and she's just going <laughs> to pop up there. Um but uh, let let's talk about that. Mm. And and we don't mean any disrespect here, no. but you say there's men in this.
2: Yeah, when I mean when I think of Star Wars, I obviously think of of Han Solo. I think of Luke, I think of Darth Vader, blah blah blah. And of course, you know, Princess Leia is in it. But to me, it's always it's always men kind of being in the forefront of Star Wars and kind of going at it. And that's what I feel like this is.
1: Yeah.
2: And it just feels like Star Wars.
1: The dudes. Yeah. The dudes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, as I said, Gina Carano uh, popping up because Princess Leia is one of my favorites. And I think she's, uh, you know, the female presence in Star Wars is so unique, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's very feminine, too. That's the thing. Right that to me i don't i don't want to crap on the uh you know the disney movies i think they haven't gotten that quite right in the disney movies so far
2: yeah nothing against
1: anybody in them just i don't feel like they've gotten that but what i got from this episode was a very western vibe Mm -hmm. i got the the old you know the old serials like have gun will travel uh possibly bounty law starring rick dalton (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> Rick Dalton is, of course, a character played by Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We just did an episode on that. It's available uh, now wherever podcasts are found. We really enjoyed that movie. And shameless plug for Quentin Tarantino, who need, doesn't need our help. But watch that movie. It's amazing. But didn't this feel like, like, like an old Western?
2: It really did.
1: What was it about it that felt like a Western to you?
2: Just that whole moment where they kind of ganged up on him kind of pointing their weapons at them and you know that you just, you get it that, felt like
1: a shootout yeah you know? exactly
2: that's exactly what it, it felt, felt like.
1: like a gunfight at the okay corral exactly. with a standoff and then you got the little cart that's kind of like a horse and buggy yep. and uh i loved it and the production values didn't let me down it felt like star wars and a western and we said on the show before star wars has the western built into its dna mm-hmm. you know you can watch that first movie and see it you can look at Harrison Ford as Han Solo. He's a gunslinger. He's he wears that uh, that belt, you know, with yep. that blaster down like a gunslinger. Boba Fett, of course, the original Mandalorian. When he walks, it sounds like spurs jingling and jangling. So this is nothing unique to Star Wars, but this really seems to be embracing it. Yeah. And I think in embracing the original vision of George Lucas, this show is feeling more like Star Wars than the other Disney works that we've. Mm-hmm. Uh, That we've had. So let's get into it. You said something also before we went on the air. Uh, Grief Karga, played by the heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. Of course, his name is Carl Weathers, appears quite a bit in this episode. What did you think of Carl? And we said uh, we don't know where Carl's going to fall on the moral line yet. Um, Where do you see him going? And what did you think of Carl here in this episode?
2: I really don't know where I see him going, to be honest. Um, But Carl is always a pleasure. To see on screen, and I think he was so good, and uh, I don't know. I really don't know where he's going.
1: I I'm going to venture an opinion that Carl mm-hmm. is going to join forces with the Mandalorian, or the Mando as they call him. I like that <laughs> quite a bit. Um, I think what he's doing here is protecting his investment. I do think Carl Weathers is going to have a change of heart. I'm saying that, but I could also see him being the villain of this, right. uh, possibly. Uh Werner Herzog as the client makes another appearance. What do you think of Werner Herzog? Because I felt like he in the first episode established such a screen presence so immediately and quickly. What did you think of Werner here? Where do you think they're going with him? And do you have any idea what they're gonna do with baby yo yo?
2: Yeah, he was I think he was great. Everybody in this episode, I think, does such a good job. Yeah. They have presence on screen. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Where it's going.
1: Yeah. And I am pretty sure he's an Imperial because he's wearing a medallion with the Imperial insignia on it. So if he's not, I don't know why he would be doing that. <laughs> right. So uh, let's see what else. Uh, then, of course, uh, well, we've already covered that. Baby Yo-Yo. He's uh, he's pretty great. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, what do you think of the Mandalorian, the culture here? It's very unique, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very tribal.
2: It is. It's very tribal. I, I like him. He's uh, that whole... What do you want to call them? Their whole uh, group there. Yeah, a little group. Yeah. They're very different.
1: I get the feeling that they've been underground. They haven't revealed themselves mm-hmm. and they reveal themselves here at the in, end yeah. and in spectacular fashion. I think that's a great shootout. Great Western, the cavalry shows up. Yeah. You know, at the end. Um, do you feel like they're a matriarchy, or is she just the armorer is female? That's the that's the female mm-hmm. in the group. Do you feel like she's the leader or is she just the armorer?
2: Hmm,
1: because I've heard some people have reactions to it. Uh, Star Wars in recent years with Disney has been associated with the identity politics that is so prevalent in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Somebody was trying to say um, they were doing identity politics with the armor. I don't get that feeling. I feel like she's just there. Yeah, I don't feel like you know she's uh, belittling men or telling them what to do yeah, or anything I like d- that. I didn't
2: get that from her. I just felt like that was kind of, like you said, she was just there. That was, yeah. that was who she yeah. was. And but, kind of
1: mysterious and cool yeah. all at the same time.
2: Yeah.
1: So... Well, I liked it. I loved it. I liked it. And I it,
2: like how, how sneaky he was throughout this, like blowing up that wall, yeah. kind of sneaking up on the stormtroopers and taking him out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. It it's a really very is. cool show and completely kind of intoxicating. You know, you it get is. into it and then it's over. I know. You know? Uh maybe that's the problem. It's over too soon. That that's my biggest well, knock here's on. Here's a question for you. Yes. Do you
2: like this in series form or would you have rather watched it as a movie?
1: I I'm gonna reserve judgment on that and wait I, until you finish uh, until see what they do with it. But I have a feeling this is probably meant to be in series form, so I'm okay with it in series form.
2: I like it. Yeah, I do too. I, 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 I'm a series person, so I kind of yeah. I kind of like that break of you know how it how it's how it's going. I don't know. I, I like it.
1: Yes, uh, not to spread disinformation, uh, but I have heard that it is possible John Favreau will be taking over the Star Wars Empire.
2: Right. possibly
1: in the not too far future. What do you think of that news?
2: Uh, I like that news. <laughs>
1: That's not official. It's a rumor that I've heard. Um, well, I like that rumor. <laughs> if Kathleen Kennedy, quote unquote, steps down, um, it is possibly John Favreau that will be taking over that role. Yeah. And I have no problems <laughs> in Me the world neither. with Me neither. I this. love him. <laughs> you keep saying this feels like Star Wars. How much of that do you think has to do with George Lucas being somewhat involved with this? Because... We walk out of The Force Awakens. It just didn't have that Lucas <laughs> thing. Do you f- I feel it I feel in it, this. too.
2: I think that's why I keep saying it feels like Star Wars, because it feels like George Lucas. And I think that's a lot why this feels like it, you know? Yeah, I'm right it's, there with you. I, I feel that that same kind of, what's the word? Maybe like vi- the vibe? The vibe. Yeah, the you vibe. know, you get it's that whole...
1: Lucas vibe. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yes. Uh, care to wager any prediction about where this might possibly be going
2: nope because i'll probably be wrong
1: <laughs> what do you think about the political aspect of it? because they've mentioned the new republic this mm-hmm. is five years after jedi you know and he says oh that's a joke and if you go by episode seven the force awakens it it kind of seems like it's not working as well because the first order has risen where uh where do you stand kind of like i said on the political thing uh I think it just kind of feeds into the story of you know, I, being in the Outer Rim and, and yeah. kind of Wild West, as we yeah. said.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I am, too. I don't know. I, that's yeah. that's yeah. where I am with it.
1: As I said, you know, uh, there's not much more to say about it. It's just really, really, really good.
2: It is. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's yeah, very well done. I think everybody who was you know behind this making it, they knew
1: they know star wars yeah and as and I what keep,
2: people wanted to see
1: yeah but they're not giving it to you the spoon feeding it to you right. you know they're expanding the the mythology as yeah. i keep saying and i think they're i think they're doing a wonderful job and if it's true if kathleen kennedy does eventually step down or is forced out and they give this to john favreau i think they couldn't make a better choice uh-huh. i think this is absolutely wonderful so i don't have anything else about about the sin
2: no that's it
1: so I do think we know where it's going to be going. They're going to be chasing him at least. So yeah. this could get interesting.
2: Yeah. not that Mando
1: on the run. <laughs> Isn't that a Paul McCartney song? Mando on the run?
2: <laughs> I think so.
1: Mando on the run.
2: Yes, it is. If it's
1: not, it should be exactly well let's tell them to keep their Wookiee on a leash what do you think
2: (laughs) um sounds good to me
1: alright well until (laughs) chapter 4 I am Dan and I am Faith and we want you to keep keep your your Wookiee on a leash. leash Aunt Carrie take us home
0: and in conclusion your honor I hope I slept with you to get the job because if not who the hell was that guy This is a Coyote. On behalf of the cast and crew of the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio, we want to sincerely thank you for tuning in, and we want to remind you to tune in each and every week as we break down a new episode of The Mandalorian. May you stay one step in front of the Empire, and may the Force be with you. We'll see you further down the trail.